What's up, everybody? What's going on? Yeah, Marvin Gaye are the sounds that you are hearing in your ear right now coming out of your radio, your speaker. Marvin Gaye, what's going on? Man, that was a fire song right there. What's going on? That is being performed by the Funk Brothers. Man, I could listen to that all day long. What's going on? What's going on in your neighborhood? What's going on in your family? What's going on on your business? Man, this is the last day in January 2024. We're getting ready to go into February. I'm excited about it. I'm pumped. I'm ready. Man, the blessings of the Lord is so good when you think of all that he's done for us over the years. Hey, listen, we're getting ready to uh, go into black history. I want you to know it doesn't matter what color you are, what ethnic background that you have, doesn't matter. Man, God is such a good God. He's an awesome God, and he has inspired some of the greatest, let me tell you, of all races to stand and be accounted. But since this is Black History Month, listen, over the next, in this segment and over the next three weeks, I want to just, you know, give a great big shout out to those of our forefathers that have gone before us, those who have paved the way, who uh, was diligent in what they did, who didn't mind standing for justice when injustice was more easily and readily available. They stood, they were disruptors of the chaos and the calamity that this world sometimes and most of the time, all the time, tries to inflict upon us. And that is for all races. But when we stand together, when we stand together, we get things done. And there are men and women who have really paved the way in. I know there's been a lot of great women, great women of color who have done a lot of great things. We're not taking anything away from that. But since this is a men's podcast to encourage men, uh, we're going to keep it along that basis. And I want to start this Black History uh, Month off uh, just giving some props to a man that I believe you can't have a conversation if you're going to talk about injustice. And you already know who I'm about to uh, introduce to the platform right now, and that is Dr. Martin Luther King. And um, uh, just kind of just uh, expound on some things that has really blessed me over the years, and and hearing of the great things that he did uh, for us uh, that we. Uh, and, and how he followed God, how he followed the vision in which God given unto him, because he couldn't do it in his own strength, okay? He couldn't do it in his own strength. I just want to highlight some things of his dedication to social injustice and the power of uh, standing up for what is right for those who could not stand for themselves, the platform that God has given, that gave, given him, and the platform that we now have that we can do even greater things. Just like Jesus, when he came into uh, our world and and, uh, in the physical, and when he left, and before he left, he said greater things that we would do, 
greater things that we would do. He looked down the scope of generations upon generations and showed us what we could do. Now we have to hear and we have to obey and faith without works is dead. So we can't just talk about it, but we have to be about it. And I'm so thankful that there are men who paved the way. And I'm not saying that other races did not contribute um, uh, to, to life and, and contribute to our uh, generations that we see today. But February is Black History Month. And here at the Kingdom Podcast, uh, we honor, we uh, give props, we recognize those individuals every year and we will continue to. And so it does again, it doesn't matter what ethnic background, what race, uh, religion or whatever that you, uh, are familiar with. We're just trying to make awareness that all men of all races of all backgrounds should be doing something to leave a footprint so that other generations can know that God still have kingdom men in the earth realm making a difference here on earth as it is in heaven. So let's get into that. Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. His beginnings, he was born into a family of preachers. Wow, think about that. Think about that that household. Think about that family. Born into a family of preachers. Wow. You talk about setting the standard. You talking about living righteously. You talking about not accepting just anything, but driving the point of the scriptures into your own very soul. And then sharing what God has blessed you with, the wisdom, the knowledge. Think about that in that household. His upbringing was in Atlanta, Georgia. Immersed him into the tradition of the Southern Black Church. Let me tell you something. Growing up in the Southern Black Church, you know, it has, uh, I mean, wherever you go, there of course, there's going to be sinners. Wherever you go, of course, there's going to be chaos. But let me tell you something. I'm thankful of my background that I have, that my mom made sure that I went to church, that she made sure that I was not just going to church, but I was a part of the church, participating in different various programs and uh, ministries uh, at the church which I grew up in, Valley View Baptist Church, Gilmer, Texas. I'm thankful for that background because why? I'm here today. I'm here today with that knowledge and the increasing curiosity to grow even stronger, immersing in the Word of God into the Bible which brought me to where I am today. And I'm sure in the life and time of Dr. Martin Luther King, growing up in a family of preachers, his upbringing in the area in which he grew up in, in Atlanta, Georgia, and being immersed in the Southern black church, 
that early exposure to the word of God and looking out into the world, the vast world of society and seeing all of the injustice and the segregation and the discrimination which shaped his life caused him to be committed to fight for civil rights, for equality. And we're going to talk about it here. Might even give a couple of quotes that uh, has inspired us all, even to this day. His career and how it rose to prominence, how he rose to prominence during the Montgomery bus boycott in 1955. Think about that. A bus boycott in 1955. Wow. Where he emerged as a leader advocating for nonviolent resistance. You hear that? Nonviolent resistance. Not violent resistance, what we see now. But nonviolent. Resistance. And when you come under fire with nonviolent resistance, the violent take it by force. Okay? His iconic I Have a Dream speech during the march on Washington in 1963 solidified his status as a central figure in civil rights movement. That solidified it right there in 1963. Hadn't been that long ago, guys. Some of the things that he was fighting for, yet today, we're still fighting those injustices. My God, help us. Help us, God. Additionally, his role in the Selma to Montgomery marches and the passing of the Civil Rights Act in 1964, year later, and the voting rights in 1965, the year I was born, marked significant victories for this movement. Now let's let, let's let's think about that. 58 years ago, we were fighting for voting rights. Injustices. Let that sink in. Black and white water fountains. Many parts of the United States, black people could not eat at the front of a restaurant. They either ate at the back of the restaurant or outside. They were not allowed to come in 58 years ago. I just wanted you to think about that. <laughs> it had not been that long. Many parts of the United States. And if you go back even further, it's even worse. The things that black people went through.
the injustices. Thank God for men and women as well who said, no, I'm going to be a disruptor. I will be a disruptor. Nonviolent resistance is what I'll stand for. Advocating for those with my platform that we can see a better life, a better future, a better America. Dr. King's legacy, despite facing constant threats of violence, constant threats of assassinations. Think about that. He remained steadfast in his commitment to nonviolent protests and racial equality. His assassination in April 4th 1968, in Memphis, Tennessee, sparked a widespread mourning, and it galvanized, hear me good, support for the continuation of his work. Still to this day, still to this day, those very things that he died for, we are still fighting in some form or fashion the problem still exists. And it's going to take men and women, men first, because we are leaders. We are kingdom leaders standing on the forefront of our society, shouting from the rooftops, shouting from the mountaintops to the valleys low. That this is not right. This is not equality. This is not what God had planned for his people. As humans. As his children. This is injustice. This is evil. This is inhumane. The Civil Rights Act of 1964 and the Voting Rights of 1965, again, marked significant victories for the movement. And I am thankful. I don't know about you, but I am thankful for all of his accomplishments and all of his hard work, his blood, sweat, and tears that he prayed for that little children, black, white, Hispanic, Chinese, whatever the race, whatever the background, could have equality. That the playing field of society be equal so that we could grow together, live together, pray together, sing and worship together in unity, giving God all praise because he's an all-powerful God. And they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. So what about the truth that we're supposed to be supporting? Hello, somebody. Hello, church. 
Wake up, old sleeper. Get the sleep out of your eyes. Come on, men. There's a world that is waiting on us to get it right. Racism cannot be tolerated, period. It cannot. If we're going to pursue heaven, if we're going to see the face of God, one day, we must do away with worldly doctrines, the doctrines of devils, demons. That's what this world that we're living in, that's the system that it operates on. It's not kingdom. And I'm so thankful for platforms, not only this one, but others who represent the kingdom and kingdom principles because that is what's going to get us through life. And we must not forget those who give their life so that we could be where we are today. And we're not so far down the road that we can't go back because if you don't know your past, you will repeat your past. I'm going to say that again. If you don't know your past, if you're acting like your past doesn't exist, that you know it exists, you will repeat it. Every generation must recognize what we, how we've come and how far we've come and how far we have to go. Every generation. Hear me good. You know, the word of God tells us that he wish above all that we prosper and be in good health. Now, if God looks out for us to be prosperous and to live in good health, we were made in the image of God, right? He sent his only begotten son, Jesus, into a sin-sick world so that we could have a blueprint of how to live together in harmony how we could look out for our brother and be our brother's keeper, how we could take care of the sick, how we could lay hands on the lame and they walk, give sight to the blind. You know, God give us an apostolic mind to be creative, right? And when we live from from the principles of which he has illustrated for us in his word, sending his son, inspiring all of the authors and writers in the Bible to write out us a blueprint, a roadmap of how to live in society among sinners, among systems and principalities that come against us daily. It is to inspire us. Even so much to the degree that he gave that same ability to us in our day and time. But the point that I'm making since this is Black History Month, what wisdom are we using? What quotes and what scriptures 
What understanding from reading God's word has inspired you to be more, to produce more? You know, I'm inspired by a lot of writers. I'm, I'm very inspired by the quotes in which Dr. Martin Luther King left us, his legacy, you know, all of the things that he stood for. But the powerful words of his quotes, wow, I want to give you some of those. Here here are a few. Here's one. I have a dream that my four children will one day live in a nation where they will not be judged by their color of their skin, but by the content of their character. That is a powerful quote right there. Man, what a dream. What a dream. This man is he's dreaming. He's also praying that one day, one day, <laughs> life for my children will not be judged by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. So he's not only giving strength, speaking strength, speaking into the atmosphere about the society which he lives in, but also for future generations, and he even gives the challenge to his children. Watch your character. Create your narrative. Don't allow society to create your narrative. Be a disruptor of those things that are vile and violent and infectious. Be a disruptor of it. Operate in nonviolence. But take it by force in the spirit. (laughs) Here's another one. Injustice anywhere is a, is a threat to justice everywhere. I love that. Injustice anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere. Stand for something or fall for everything. Where are my men who are standing in that fashion? Here's another one. The time is always right to do what's right. Boy, that's a godly principle right there. It ain't a Bible quote, but it's good because it was inspired from the Bible. The time is always right to do what is right. Here's another one. Darkness cannot drive out darkness. Only light can do that. Hate cannot drive out hate. Only Love can do that. What kind of love? Agape love. Not the world, the worldly love that which we see. That's lust. Only love can do that. Darkness. Light. Hate. Love. Love is the principle. <laughs> Love is what holds it all together. Love is what makes 
everything go around the world and they that the world dwell therein. Love. Here's another one. Life's most persistent and urgent question is, what are you doing for others? Dr. Martin Luther King said it well. I want to repeat it. What are you doing for others? Are you just sitting on the sideline watching the injustice happen and everything's going on good in your household? You're fine. Your family's fine. But what are you doing for others? Hmm. God saying, what have you done for me lately? Because when you are doing for others, you've already done for him. Always remember that. When you are doing for others, those who cannot give back to you. Because those that are equally to you that have something to give, that's just an exchange. Real love is when you give to someone not expecting something in return because they don't have anything to give back to you. There's a crown in your, there's a star in your crown when you can give and not expect it back. When you are used as a flow line, as a conduit to be a blessing. It's a blessing to be a blessing. Remember that. Here's another one. Faith is taking the first step even when you don't see the whole staircase. That's what faith is. Here's another one. We must accept finite disappointment, but never lose infinite hope. Hmm. I'm going to say that again. We must accept finite disappointment, but never lose infinite hope. That's powerful. That's deep. Here's another one. Our lives begin to end the day we become silent about things that matter. That's why I'm talking here today. Because I want my life to be a living testimony of the goodness of God and how God has blessed me and the footprint that I want to leave on society, whether it's through this platform, whether it's in person, preaching, teaching, whatever. I want to be that kind of a blessing. Our lives begin the day, our lives Excuse me. Our lives begin to end the day we become silent about things that matter. Here's another one. The ultimate measure of man is not where he stands in moments of comfort and convenience, but where he stands at times of challenge and controversy. Man, I I could scream right there. That is so powerful, that quote. The ultimate measure of a man is not where he stands in moments of comfort and convenience. Hear this. Hear this, men. But where he stands at times of challenge and controversy, we're in 
a day and time of challenges and controversy. Where do you stand in this moment right now as we speak? What contribution are you impacting? How are you impacting society right now? In the end, here's another one. In the end, we will remember not the words of our enemies, but the silence of our friends. Who's on your side? Who's instructing and helping you along the way? Who's got you back? Are you doing it alone? That's the question I'm asking today. And here's the last one. The arc of the moral universe is long, but it bends towards justice. The arc of moral universe is long, but it bends towards justice. How how are you veering justice and injustice right now? How do you view it? Do you see it as it not existing? Or do you see it existing and you want to do better? Because you want more out of life than what this life is giving. This is a powerful, a powerful time in our lives that we're living in. And what we do, and what we say, it still matters. Listen, guys, I've got to get out of here. We're going to do three more of these coming up next week. We're going to be talking about very prominent men who have contributed to our society. Black History 2024 in full effect. Be good. We love you. Episode 120 today has been a blessing. If it has been a blessing, let us know. Leave us a line. Scroll down, and you'll see in the page you're listening to, pod page, The Kingdom Podcast Show, and leave us a memo, leave us a word, and let us know how we're doing. We just want to be a blessing to you guys. We want to keep you encouraged. We want you to stay focused so that you can live a quality, blessed, prosperous life that God has bestowed upon all of us. Until we meet again, guys, go and have a great day. Share this podcast with somebody. Let them know. February 2024 is Black History Month. We just want to honor those who has come before us. We'll talk with you later. May God bless and keep us all. Love you.